Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Conservative Connection. We're kind of going to be doing an emergency episode today. I'm going to be talking about Roe versus Wade. I'm going to be talking about uh, some some of the crazy arguments that I've been hearing and why we need to count our wins here on the Conservative Connection. And corn pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Conservative Connection. Come on, man. All right, everybody. So we are back. I am in the beautiful state of Tennessee down here in Nashville, and I am having the time of my life. I really did need a vacation, so I appreciate all of you guys, um, you know, waiting for the episodes. I know I hadn't released one in a while, and uh, the one I recorded with Rebecca, we actually really uh, we recorded it right before the Roe versus Wade thing. But I thought it was a fun episode. I was so, I'm so glad to have her on. She was such a great guest, and she was a lot of fun to work with, especially considering the fact that she sat through all the hiccups that I was having, which may or may not be her fault. But <laughs> they they were my fault. I'm just kidding. It's a it's a luck thing. I don't have very good luck. I, I'm, unless I'm over here in vacation, so. I'm over here. I've been having fun, been seeing the live music. One of the things I love to do down here in, in Nashville is actually if you approach an artist and who's performing at a live bar and you ask them for an original, I love doing that. It's like my favorite thing to do because you're going to hear music that you've never heard before and probably won't find on your own. And you're going to make that person's day because if they if they're performing on Broadway, everybody wants to request Wagon Wheel or Sweet Home Alabama, but not many people are going to ask them for originals, so I love doing that. So please, if you're down in Nashville and you want to have fun and you want to see these people's faces just light up, give them five bucks and ask them for an original. Like it's it's literally like I had one woman come up and hug me later after the show, like she was so excited to do her song, and it's just awesome. So support these artists if you can and get get their albums. Don't just stream their stuff. Like go help them out. But anyway, back to the Roe versus Wade thing. I mean, wow, complete shocker. I mean, who knew that a bunch of ugly people going on strike would not work for sex? I mean, just I, I did not see the the sex strike from Rosie O'Donnell not working. I really thought she had something there. I mean, like I was in my room crying and I was just so upset. And uh, I was like, Rosie, Rosie, please, no, don't don't do this to me. I can't. I just I just can't deal with it, Rosie. Like it just. But yeah. Yeah, big shocker. So that that didn't work. And the funny thing that I, I was telling the other women is like, okay, so I, you guys are going to continue the sex strike 
until you get Roe versus Wade back, right? I mean, but then you don't really need abortions. Oh, yeah. Don't know how that works. Not really, not really sure how that plays into everything. Uh, but man, this is a win for the conservative movement, guys. This is your chance to celebrate. This is why I'm out here celebrating because honestly, we've been trying to get this done for years on end, multiple years, decades. And my friends, some of them thought that we'd never see that happen. I mean, I thought I'd see it happen, but guys, I, I did not think I'd see it happen in my 20s. That, that That's ridiculous. I thought I was going to have to wait till like 30s, maybe early 40s, but nah, I'm seeing it in, in my mid-20s and it's amazing. So I want to explain something here because there's a lot of people saying that, oh, this might be a Pyrrhic victory. And maybe I'm not saying that word right. It's P-Y-R-R-H-I-C. It's one of those words where it's just like, you don't know if you're saying it right when you first see it. And I'm on a vacation. So you know what? If you want to be a grammar Nazi and misspell me, you can just hop off. But anyway, so a Pyrrhic victory is when you have a victory that is, it's so, it has such devastating effects that you might as well not be called a victory at all. And I'm seeing this from, Republican politicians, even in Illinois, which will remain anonymous. But guys, it's not a Pyrrhic victory. Okay, we're, we're not idiots. There was a reason why we wanted this to happen. And there's a reason why it is a good thing. And there is a reason the left is freaking out. And yes, in a lot of blue states, abortion laws may not change. That's probably true. But over the period of decades and leading up on every pro-life march that I've seen, when you see people like Lila Rose and Liz Wheeler and people who are very strong pro-life advocates talk about this, they've always mentioned that they set up cascading legislation, which means that the second row got overturned, it's going to start flipping over. A, uh, it's, it's like a domino effect. So you've got these legislations and, and laws that have already been established where the second Roe versus Wade gets overturned, now the red states are going to start going full pro-life and, and banning abortion outright. Now, is that going to happen in the blue states? No, probably not. But it, it, it's a process. But I don't want you guys to think that overturning Roe versus Wade meant nothing because it didn't. Yes, it goes back to the states. But we've put in the work to make sure that when it happens, the red states go full red on the position and they do go pro-life. Now, a lot of people are arguing now that, um, like, I'm seeing some crazy things happening. So, like, one thing that's going on is that companies are now saying, we're going to fund the ability for you to take a trip to a blue state in order to get an abortion. And all the women are celebrating that. They're going, oh, it's so good. It's so great. Guys, they're doing that because they don't want to pay you maternity leave. It's very, it's very simple. It's, it's simple math. Would you much rather have your worker out for a long time bonding with their baby and having paid time off that they deserve, by the way? I, like, I do think they should get maternity leave. Or would you rather pay for them to get a quick trip to pa Planned Parenthood and just, and just abort it? I mean, from a company perspective, you know, and I know this is evil, but from a company perspective, money-wise, one is cheaper than the other. That's, that's just the facts. 
So I, I don't want to hear these women celebrating and be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. no, it's not. It's not that, guys. They don't care about you. These companies don't care about you. If they did care about you, they'd be making your maternity leave longer. They'd be making it more accessible and they would be helping you so that you could actually get to the point where you could fund a kid. Or they'd probably be giving you raises so you could afford the kids that you have. But again, with merit, granted, but I'm just seeing people go crazy on this. I'm seeing people just go nuts. And it, it is it is very fun to see. I mean, my liberal tears mug is just overflowing with joy. It's, it's, it's something that's really fun to see. But <laughs> uh, the craziest comments are coming out of this. And it's, it's so fun. Uh, one, one person actually messaged my friend and said that um, they wanted to set up abortion clinics on tribal lands, which I, I don't know how that works. I, I honestly don't. Um, I think it's weird, you know, I, I think what ended up happening is one of them wandered into the woods and they found some ayahuasca and they thought, oh, this is the solution to everything. So now they just keep going back to the tribal lands for everything. I mean, I don't know why, but it's, it, they just seem to keep on bringing up tribal lands, federal lands, blah, 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 blah. And some people are saying they don't want to enforce it. I honestly, I don't know how you would go against the Supreme Court without winding up back in the Supreme Court. But Roe versus Wade did things to us for decades that were just unspeakable. I mean, we were paying for abortions with our own tax dollars. And what it did was it took the right of the people to decide what they want in their state. And it took that away from them. And it had nine Supreme Court justices basically say, we are the dictators now. What you want in your own state does not matter. All this does is it puts it back in the hands of the people. And now we get to see how popular abortion really is, especially in the red states. We're going to see the effects of that. So the people who always say, we believe in democracy, democracy, democracy. Well, now you can see what a democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Yep, yeah, yeah, it is. And all the people who say, no, it's uh, it's it's like the handmaiden's tale. Like, I, I swear, every time they don't get what they want, it always goes back to the handmaiden's tale. Why does it always go back to the handmaid's tale? I actually heard a pretty funny joke by a comedian recently where he's like, handmaiden's tale is like, is a bunch of women who create like this underground to save a bunch of other like slaves. He's like, that's just Harriet Tubman and they made them all white. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So even when libs are, even when libs are coming up with original stories, they're not original. They're stealing from black culture. Is that appropriation? Is that appropriate? Jackson, is that appropriation? It sounds like it to me. Yeah. Okay. Jackson's here with me. He's down here in Nashville. This is my producer. I love him so much. And thanks for letting me stay with you, by the way. You're awesome. But yeah, so it's not the handmaiden's tale. It's a little thing called the 10th amendment. So the 10th amendment states that any power not derived to the federal government goes back to the states. That is the 10th Amendment. It was in the Bill of Rights. <laughs> it was one of the first founding documents. So George Washington and, and like any person who believes that George Washington and Ben Franklin and everything else really said, hey, uh, by the way, we want in the Constitution a right for a woman for an abortion. Like, I, I don't know what you're smoking. Maybe maybe they were putting down a right for weed in there, too. I don't know what you guys are reading. If you put it if, if you put it up to the fire and you look for the invisible ink on the Constitution, it's not there. There's no right to a Constitution. And I know even pro-choice people who are reasonable enough now um, who will tell you there was really no legal argument 
for Roe versus Wade, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of all people, who I don't agree with politically, even she said the the constitutional case for Roe versus Wade was extremely rocky. And I'm hearing people who are talking, who are now want to talk about bodily autonomy, and they're screaming about bodily autonomy and everything else. They were just screaming about eight months ago to have everybody who said that they deserved bodily autonomy when it came to shots and vaccines to get fired. So that so how do you justify saying that we want bodily autonomy when for the past two years, all the people have been screaming for bodily autonomy, you've rejected? I mean, even uh, Prime Minister Canada, uh, of Canada, Justin Trudeau, who looks a lot like Castro. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not. This isn't tinfoil hat time. This is just funny to me. Like, I mean, the dude looks like he looks like Castro. But he said no government should tell a woman what she can do with her body. And then all the women of Canada started screaming and reacting and replying and saying, you've done nothing but tell us what to do with our own bodies for the past two years. We can't leave the country if we're not vaccinated. That is something going against our own bodies. You know, th- there was this one tweet I read, and it was by A. Rond E. A. U. Livia, and uh, her name's Olivia Rondu, and she wrote. And this is a quote from her. She said, "My heart goes out to all the foster kids and kids who grew up in poverty, and disabled kids who constantly have to hear that their existence is why unlimited abortions should exist. Your life is meaning, and you are meant to be here. And I, I don't understand that argument either. It was kind of like what Michael Knowles said. There's really no coherent argument for an abortion that you can't also apply to another group of people. I mean, you hear it all the time. Well, it would be better for them to be aborted than to end up on welfare. But well, which 25-year-old on welfare are you going to walk up to and say, well, it would be better if I shot you in the head? It, it, it's not a coherent argument. It's a very scary argument. I mean, they always say that we need compassion for the homeless, but they say it would be better for them to be aborted than to be homeless. And uh, I even got into a debate recently with a woman who was on uh, one of my good friends, uh like Facebook, where she said, pro-life is pro-woman. Now, um, the, the unfortunate part about this is uh, she is an influencer, and so she has a lot of people who follow her uh, for work and other stuff and for other reasons, and her page just got inundated and flooding with, the, with these screaming harpies. Although some of the cute women came in and said, hey, I, I support what you're saying, but they kind of got drowned out by the these people screaming the loudest. And I got into a debate because I gave the bartender example. For those of you who follow me, you know the bartender example is a real-life scenario in which if you go into a bar and you're a woman and you're pregnant and you ask and you're clearly pregnant and you've said that you're pregnant and everybody knows you're pregnant and you ask for a drink, if the bartender doesn't give you a drink, he's not violating your bodily autonomy. There's a, the, the reason he's not giving you a drink is because you're pregnant. So we have the, this cognitive dissonance scenario where... They want to act like it's bodily autonomy, but the truth about the bodily autonomy situation is that it's not bodily autonomy. And that's the reason a bartender won't give a pregnant woman a drink. It's because it's not just that woman that he's affecting. He's also affecting the child inside of the woman, which is why, like, if the woman was not pregnant under any other scenario and she was of age, 
he'd probably give her a drink. And I have all these screaming women saying, well, that example is sexist because blah, blah, blah. And, and guys, by the way, the reason I debate with these people is to prepare for the podcast. I mean, it's just free material. I got to take it. I mean, like I'm on vacation. So I, it, instead of just making up what people are saying, I'd much rather just hear it from them directly by challenging them. Now, granted, I'd say that, you know, if if you're spending a lot of time online, it's probably better if you're, if you're not an influencer or whatever to just take a break, take the win and go out and enjoy the sun. But if you are genuinely talking to somebody about this, uh, you guys do need to know this. So in New York City, the bartender example doesn't exactly work. And the reason why is because they're nuts. So in New York City, if you're a bartender and you give a preg, you cannot deny a pregnant woman a drink. Now, I don't know what happens to you in New York City if you do that. But a bartender legally, you can refuse service to anybody for any reason because you're a private business. And bartenders cut people off all the time. So I had this one woman saying that a a bartender has to give the woman a drink or it's illegal. No, it's not. It's not illegal. If anybody wants to challenge me on that, please come up with any single case of a bartender being arrested by the police with a woman screaming, this guy wouldn't serve me a drink and I was pregnant. Like, give me one case where a guy ended up in jail or ended up fined because of that. New York City doesn't count. You guys are crazy. I mean, like the, the second you had Cuomo killing the elderly through COVID, you might have you might have figured that out by now. But yeah. Crazy, crazy times we live in. Crazy times. How, how long have I been going here? Like 20 minutes? 30 minutes? 15? Yeah, so it's uh, it's an interesting time. I'm going to start a timer here so that we can know when to break for a commercial really quick. But yeah, so I, I, I don't get these arguments that they have for abortion. It's, it's, it's really... It's really weird, the new arguments that we've been seeing for abortion. And uh, also, Clarence Thomas is now being called the N-word openly. And Rosie O'Donnell said that um, she didn't call him the N-word, but liberals are calling him the N-word on Twitter. You, you, you disagree with the left and you figure out just how hateful they are. It's really uh, it's really a sad thing. And what I don't ca- get is all the men who were like saying that they are for abortion. They don't have uteruses, but... Somehow their opinion is valid. But if you're a woman and you disagree with abortion like my friend and she gets inundated and flooded with a bunch of feminists, all of a sudden her opinion is no longer valid because they, she doesn't agree. So it's it's not it has nothing to do with whether or not you're a woman, although I am glad they figured out what a woman is. That, 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 it all only all, blah. all it took was them not getting something they wanted when it came to abortion. And now all of a sudden they flip flopped, you know, so. When they talk about women's rights, I'm very tempted to say, well, what's a woman? Honestly, with all the talk about Rosie O'Donnell saying that Judge Clarence Thomas should be impeached, and somebody asked me this question recently. They said to me, well, do you think that the Supreme Court justices should be impeached because they quote-unquote lied about their them upholding Roe versus Wade? And my, my simple response to that is I'm pretty sure the whole reason you become a judge is that you're able to judge the situation based off your own discretion. And there's no law that says you can't change your mind when new evidence appears or you can't commit to changing your mind if you believe something's wrong. I mean, that's why you are a judge. That's the whole point of being a judge. But if we're really going to play the impeachment route, do, do we really think then Kentaji Brown Jackson, who either A, lied about knowing what a woman is, or B, 
be even worse, has no idea what a woman is because she's so dumb. I mean, should that be qualifications for impeachment on the Supreme Court? So if you can't impeach somebody for not knowing what a woman is, but being on the Supreme Court, then I'd say everybody else is pretty safe. And everybody's going nuts. We also did have another uh, another victory on the Supreme Court, by the way, and that victory was the striking down of May issue states. And this was a really important victory because what it does is if you were in New York, you would basically have to write a letter to petition your government for them to grant you the ability to have a firearm to, to defend yourself. And the judges on the Supreme Court simply looked at this and said, well, this is completely against the Second Amendment. I mean, the whole point of the Second Amendment, there's lots of points of the Second Amendment. I mean, and it wasn't written for hunting. Nowhere in any Second Amendment scholar book will you ever find, well, we need it to hunt. Like, technically, we don't. You could use other materials. They might not be as humane, but you, you could use them to hunt. The reason we have a Second Amendment is to defend ourselves, to defend ourselves against a foreign entity. To um, for police officers, that was an, another reason they got to pol- police the thing. But it's not just for police officers, and mainly for a tyrannical government. I mean, I don't know if you guys know how America was formed or not. If you're a li- liberal and you're listening, but America was formed by a rebellion against a tyrannical government. That's the whole reason we have the Constitution. So for you to say things like, "Oh, well, the we never intended for the Second Amendment to rebel against uh, the government," I'm like. That's the whole reason we have the second, any amendments or any constitution or any founding to begin with. So I really don't want to hear it. I I love how they try to restrict it to things like muskets and stuff. It's like, well, what's like they had cannons under the Second Amendment. And you'll hear liberals say that they didn't, but they did. I mean, James Madison and other this was a whole case where they said, yes, cannons are protected by the Second Amendment. It's well established. So. I mean, can I have a 1776 cannon? I mean, I'd like one. That would be kind of fun. Say tally-ho and just blast a thing through my front door. I'd probably end up in prison, but um, maybe worth it. Maybe worth it. I don't know. But what what would be like the modern-day equivalent of that? Probably not just a, a Glock. <laughs> I mean, you got significant firepower on your side. I mean, if one guy has a giant cannon and another dude has a Glock, I, I, I don't think they're equal in firepower. Of course, if you're a liberal, maybe you might disagree with that. I don't know how you would. But um, yeah, it's just <laughs> clown world. And it's fun. Anyway, we're going to break for a commercial really quick. And uh, you guys stay tuned. I'm going to get into some more of the things I've been up to down here. Some more fun things and uh, some more things that I'm seeing. But one thing that even if you cut off here, one thing I want to leave you guys with is Count the wins. And I'm going to go into that later. So you should listen to this because we get into a negative mindset here on the right and we need to kind of get out of it. So I'm going to be right back. You guys stay tuned and hang on just one second. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we're back. By the way, how great am I? I'm over here on vacation, and yet I'm still talking to you guys just because I love you that much. So please show a little bit of support to the show if you can. Write us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. I mean, I'm come on. I'm, I'm working from vacation here. And uh, again, more of a relaxed vibe today because of the fact that I'm working on vacation. But yeah, lots of uh, lots of crazy stuff running around. But here's why you need to count the wins, okay? So one of the things that the, the first thing I did and I'm usually, I usually do this. Okay. I celebrate the wins and it's important because I didn't always do this. You know, back when Donald Trump was in office, I had a running joke with my friends that whenever Donald Trump killed a world renowned terrorist, I went out for ice cream. You know, I remember the whole like little, like, how do you explain to your kid that Salamine is dead? Is the bad, is the bad man dead daddy? Yes, he is. Let's go get ice cream. I was getting a little fat though, and as I'm working out with my buddy over here, it's starting to be apparent. He's he's working me pretty hard over here, um, working out, and we're get, I'm getting back into it, getting back in shape. But anyway, celebrate, celebrate the fact that after 50 years, we finally overturned Roe versus Wade. We've been we've been working. Some people have been working at this their whole lives, and you want to go debate a bunch of trolls who have who who look like satanic clowns in their profile? But just stop. Go celebrate. Go have some fun. I'm starting to sound like Alex Jones about the, the, the whole thing. You know, it was funny, though, with Alex Jones when he talked about the whole satanic alien thing where, like, they were dressing up as satanic aliens and teaching your kids in drag queen story hour. I mean, he wasn't wrong. I mean, have you seen these people? It's crazy. They look like the final boss of a Beavis and Butthead video game or something great. Like, they, they, they just look great. They look nuts. I don't know what it is about these people, but they're just, they're crazy. But, guys celebrate go have fun go outside take your family out to eat celebrate the fact that we just overturned a may issue a may issue um ruling from the government that says oh you have to prove a case to the government why you need the second amendment pretty sure the whole reason the second amendment's there is so that doesn't happen but now we've overturned roe versus wade that's great that's awesome that's amazing. We've been working at that for a long, long, long time. Praise God. We finally got it done. We finally overruled the fact that the government cannot issue that decrees that are not in the they're not in the constitution and it goes back from the state. So even if you were a constitutional originalist, which all these people are claiming they were, there is no right to a constitution in, in the there's no right to an abortion in the constitution, sorry. And you'll never find one. But uh, it, it was kind of funny. I was uh, I was going over Jezebel because I wanted to see what Jezebel had to say. And, and, you know, they just give me free content. I don't have to make up the crazy stuff that I hear. I can just tell you what they're saying. So Jezebel had this article with the world on fire, which we've seen before with the climate change thing. We're going to, like, lose the earth in 12 years or 14 years or whatever else they're saying. And 
they basically said the the Supreme Court is bringing children into the world that it wants to destroy, and there's a giant Earth on fire in the in the in the whole uh, thumbnail of their article, and it, it is funny to me. But when people talk about overpopulation, that's another thing that's coming in the liberal left. They they're going to bring up overpopulation as a reason why we should have abortion. Let me tell you why that doesn't work. Okay, overpopulation is an argument that governments use to distract from their own failures and their own policies. This has always been the case. And I I was even listening to a John Lennon interview where John Lennon was somebody who's not really based. I I do not like this song, Imagine. It's not very good. One of my friends from Brazil had to try to do a a study on one of the songs and write why it meant so much to her. And she couldn't think of one, so she did Imagine. I'm like, don't do Imagine. Do... uh, (laughs) Do this song by Ray LaMontagne, and it's called Let It Be Me. I'm like, do, do something that meaningful. Imagine has no meaning. But John Lennon was being interviewed, and Yoko Ono was with him. And he, I don't like Yoko Ono, but that's besides the point. I just have to say that as a precursor for anybody who goes after me for bringing up Yoko Ono. But um, John Lennon was basically like, oh, I don't think that uh, the overpopulation is really a huge issue, man. I think that really what's going on is they're just distracting from things like the Vietnam War. And the guy's Was like, John Lennon, Australian. You know, I'm doing my best. I'm on vacation, buddy. Come on, give me a break with the impression. But yeah, basically, he was like, I, I think it's just a distraction from like the the things like the Vietnam War and things that they fail out. It's the easiest way. And he said that. And the host goes, Well, I don't think that's correct. And he goes, Oh, I don't care. Was that Australian? Was that was that better? That's fine. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, so he said he doesn't care. And and this is what the government's do because people always tell me this they're like well look at all these different countries that are overpopulated like bangladesh i'm like bangladesh bangladesh that has the most corrupt government in the world bangladesh like how how many millions and billions of dollars at this point have we given to haiti i mean you do think those things those dollars are being applicated right why is everybody still in poverty if they're getting so much of our resources it's kind of the same argument for um, Ukraine. It's like I like Ukraine is one of the most corrupt governments in the world too. I don't know what they're doing with the cash, which is why I don't like sending it all over there. But every single case you're going to find for overpopulation, you're going to find that the people have a corrupt government. That's just the way that it is in every single situation. Bangladesh, Haiti, every single place that has a corrupt government that they are going to tell you that it's overpopulated. It's not. Okay, nobody's complaining about overpopulation in Singapore or the population density of New York City. Although New York City, as I've gone over, does have its problems, nobody talks about how it's overpopulated. There's more than enough resources to go around. And every single time I hear this, like the overpopulation is a terrible thing. It's the government that's corrupt pointing the finger back at you say, well, it's your fault that you're starving because you're the one who decided to have children. (laughs) It's a ridiculous argument. There's plenty of resources to go around, and I know I'm probably going to get flack for this, but as John Lennon said, I don't care. Anyway, let's go over another win that's really great, and that is Darren Bailey. And guys, I know that not everybody was pulling for Darren Bailey, but that is no reason to go on social media and go crazy and be like, oh, those losses, this is what I'm saying. you got to count your wins. For me, Darren Bailey is a win. Now, People may disagree with me on this, but Darren Bailey is actually a very popular candidate, and I can back that up because Darren Bailey, in a six 
con- a, a six-part contested race where he had five other candidates in Illinois for the Republican primary, ended up getting 51% of the vote. That is not an easy thing to do. And for every person who wants to say Pritzker helped him out, no, Pritzker spent a lot of time just attacking this dude. And you know what? All the other Republican primary dudes did too. So Republican primary guys, if you want to actually win over the Republican base, don't send out lies about the candidate like, oh, he said he supported Joe Biden and then point me to some video as your source where he's standing in front of some sort of deli where a a truck is running over for 30 minutes talking about how he's running for the, the candidate. And there's absolutely nothing in there related to that. Like he's he's got the truck next to him and he's he's got everybody he's on a rally and he's talking about the deli. I I listened to thirty minutes for nothing, so instantly you just lost my vote because a you wasted my time, b you lied to me, c you're attacking another Republican primary candidate that may be the one that you have to support for governor, and d you're proving that Illinois has republic like Republican politicians that are corrupt. <laughs> you you just made the case for why the Republican base is not going to vote for you. They're not dumb. And when you just start going off and just creating things that don't exist to attack a guy, it never looks good on you. And and they said that. Go look at all these different campaigns. I saved them. It was funny to me because when Darren Bailey was being campaigned around and they were talking about him as a candidate, um, they, they said things like, Darren Bailey, pro-gun, pro-life, and like a hundred percent constitutionalist or whatever. And I thought I was getting the Republican ads. No, that was the Democrat ads. As if that was a bad thing. They're like, this guy's a hundred percent pro-life. Tell him he's too conservative for Illinois. I'm like, you're too communist for America. Get out of here. I want to go to Nashville. Like, I wish Illinois was like Nashville, honestly. Like, like I know we probably couldn't get your guys' talent and everything else, but like, I, I really wish like one of the things that somebody told me when they moved over here to Tennessee, people don't talk about politics that much. And I want to tell you the reason why that is, is because when you live in a free state where you don't really have to worry about your kids being like crammed down sex education, a bill that was actually in Illinois had, I believe it was SB something and I'm on vacation. But if you go look at the Republicans voter guide as my source, you can look at this where it says SB such and such. It was going to teach children who were, I I think it was either first grade or kindergarten, very young, very young age. It shocked me, dropped my jaw that it was going to teach them masturbation in their sex ed. Guys, kindergartners and first first graders and second graders and stuff, they don't need to be taught masturbation and sex. I I don't know why I have to say this. They don't need to be taught these things. That's grooming. It's it, it's not a normal thing for an adult to be telling a kid this stuff. They don't need sex ed. They don't even know what gender is. They don't know what sex is. They're, they don't have attraction. They don't have those hormones. They're not developed. They're not teenagers. This isn't like you're explaining sex to a 13-year-old or a 12-year-old or an 11-year-old. They're talking about kids who are between the ages of like five to nine. It's not a normal thing. And I'm tired of people gaslighting me like it is. But I've spoken to Darren Bailey. I He's a great guy. I've met him in person. And I was hope I told him, I hope you win. Because Every single attack against him from the fellow Republican primaries were were lies. And 
Pritzker obviously hated him because he spent so much money against him. Now they're trying to say that Pritzker helped get him in, which I, I don't know how that works after all the ads I saw on YouTube and everything else. Interrupting fun shows I was watching, like uh, like I wanted to go review shows I was watching with my family. I couldn't do it because I got to see Pritzker's fat face telling me lies. It's it, it's just annoying. The, the, the guy looks like he should be campaigning to be the poster boy for for like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Just, uh, I'm sorry. I just, the, the, the dude frustrates me. Look, you, you can, you can be fat and be my governor. I don't care. Just, just be normal and don't have, don't have a, don't have a brother that you campaign around in a dress who looks just like you. That's like a Frankenstein's monster version of you and telling everybody that's normal. I just, yeah, I got to get off on a tangent about Pritzker because if I start, I will not stop. Like, I cannot stand the dude. He has increased our gas taxes in Illinois to make gasoline even higher than it was in Wisconsin. So for anybody who wants to talk about Pritzker, I mean, the main reason that Pritzker got in was because he was going to legalize weed. And that's all he pretty much got in on. And now the dude wants to run for president, which, you know, (laughs) good luck in this environment. And Another thing we seem to be forgetting, too, is that Democrats are not popular in this environment. So when a candidate wins and again, one huge and was endorsed by Donald Trump, which is another huge thing. There's a reason Donald Trump endorsed him. Okay, he wasn't an idiot. And I haven't been a big fan of all of Trump's endorsements. Okay, Dr. Oz, I don't know why he endorsed Dr. Oz. I think Dr. Oz is an idiot. But this candidate was actually a good endorsement. I know because I've met him. I've looked at his policies. I've looked at what he supports. I looked at what he's what he's opposed. And after so many years of Illinois being a blue state and voting nothing but Democrat, I think it's time for a change. Even if I was on the other side and my my state had been like in corruption for decades and decades of just going down the tube, especially with what we're at now. And the guy says, I want to reverse that policy that is creating your problems and giving you so much pain. I'm going to vote for that dude. I don't understand why it's so hard for people to get that around their minds. But, you know, the work's not finished. We still have work to do, but he can celebrate as we're getting on our way there because we're winning. Okay. Biden is not a popular candidate. Even people like Jezebel are angry at Kamala Harris because she can't even speak. At some points, I I wonder if she's just a female version of Joe Biden. It's hard for her to even get a sense out. You've got her appearing on podcasts with like Charlemagne the God, and and she's got interviewers who are saying, oh, she can't hear you. She can't hear. Yes, she can. (laughs) Yes, she can. Okay. She's she's not as old as Joe Biden. I, I think she knows how technology works. I mean, uh, just, but uh, I don't know, maybe her skills just end at her, how she got into office. But anyway, so we got to cover some other stuff here. Ghislaine Maxwell went to, went to prison, got sentenced for 20 years. And I was chuckling because my buddy Jackson was showing me Babylon B article. It says, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell to be killed early on good behavior, which cracked me up. Babylon B keep doing what you're doing, guys. You're, you're hilarious. I love you guys so much. Like you give my day such joy like honestly that's all i've been doing on my vacation for the most part like i have all the stuff in my head already because i'm just inundated with it and you know to prepare for things like ask a conservative i had to know enough about the topics where somebody could ask me something and i could give them a straight answer because you can't have a note on a question you have you haven't been asked yet so i just kind of know this stuff but 
For the majority of my vacation, I've just been chuckling and laughing at Babylon B articles while listening to live music and giving tips and listening to original music. It's awesome. And I even got to see a few punk bands that you showed me, though. It was pretty cool. I, I like that. Uh, Hank, uh, Hank Williams? Yeah. Hank Ford. Hank, Hank the Fourth. Yeah, that was awesome. And yeah, so let me tell you guys why Roe versus Wade is not a Pyrrhic victory. So. You've got people saying, well, we're going to lose in in November. We're going to lose because of the Roe versus Wade overturning. Guys, people are not stupid in the United States when things start to affect their wallets. You know, as the famous saying goes, it's the economy, stupid. We're in a recession. And I hate people saying that we're not in a recession. Our GDP growth is negative. It's negative. It means less than zero. It's shrinking. This is not a growing economy. And like I said with Rebecca, like previously Donald Trump would say, you have reasons to be angry. This is why you should be angry. With Joe Biden, he knows America's angry and he just says, you have no reason to be angry and I'm going to dismiss everything you say. And guys, that does not get you reelected. I'm sorry, but this dude does not know what's up or down. He can't even ride a bike. I mean, at, at that point... You have to just call it curtains for this administration. And the vice president is not charismatic. She's not going to save him. So it's not a Pyrrhic victory because the Democrats are extremely unpopular, even with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. There is no swaying in the polls. People know that the reason their gas is higher is because Joe Biden did things like shutting down drilling. He said that we're going to we're going to shrink our own oil production. I'm not going to give federal subsidies. I'm not going to give tax cuts to the oil production. And basically, he turned us from a net exporter of oil into a net importer of oil. And we're getting our oil from Russia. Like, let me tell you guys something. People want to go on about the Ukraine situation, which, by the way, Joe Biden is saying the pain in your wallets is not going to end at the gas pump until the situation with Ukraine ends. Let me tell you how the situation in Ukraine started. Okay, the situation in Ukraine started because Russia was dependent on Ukraine for energy. And Joe Biden, being the absolute genius that he is, decided to help them build a pipeline. Well, what happens when the pipeline is built and then you are no longer dependent on Ukrainian energy, but Ukraine has a bunch of resources that you want and that you want to take over? Well, you get the pipeline. You're no longer dependent on this small little country for energy and you invade. That's what happens. It's it's not rocket science. So Joe Biden paved the way for Russia to invade, but then he wants to blame Russia. Well, why is Russia there? Russia is there because Joe Biden let him build a pipeline while we shut our own pipelines down. And, you know, right now, like the ruble is just skyrocketing in value because we decided to like uh, Putin decided that he wanted to be paid for oil in Russian rubles, spiking the his own price. So it didn't matter that every other nation cut him off. What mattered was that he was able to actually skyrocket his own uh, currency and spike it up there while our currency is going down because we're giving billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine, where, again, Ukraine has one of the most corrupt governments in the world. And again, the people are innocent on both sides. The people in Russia are innocent. The people in Ukraine are innocent. And I'm I'm sick to see both of them get hurt by the whole conflict, which never really should have happened if we had just put sanctions on the pipeline to begin with. But 
They are innocents in this situation. Right now, you're watching a war between two governments. You're watching the Russians and you're watching the Ukrainian government. And they're both at odds with each other. And we're funding the Ukrainian side. And we're not getting all the information that we should be getting about this stuff. We've heard several lies. The ghost of Kiev. I I even saw a shirt down here. What was the shirt? What did that say? There's something about the ghost of Kiev. Uh, Can you hear me ghost or something? I think it was like a Top Gun reference. And they were referencing the ghost of Kiev, which doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It never happened. And when you when you start, and it had the Ukrainian flag, and it had the Ukrainian flag. So when you start a conflict, and and well, first of all, Russia, as I've said before, went in because we helped them build a pipeline that that made them independent so that they could invade Ukraine. So it's partially our fault, but mostly Biden's fault. But then when the breakout happens, you don't win over the trust of the American people by lying to them about what's happening and what conflicts are happening and what casualties are going on. You, You just don't. And now that the American people have been lied to, they're saying, well, screw this. I don't know what to believe. And I don't know what to believe either. I honestly don't. I've looked at this situation and I am a guy who is in politics and I'm a guy who follows this kind of stuff. And I can see casualties and news popping up. But the, the, the truth is that once the government's already lied to you about things that don't exist so elaborately, like I think the truth does eventually come out most of the time. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. But you can't trust the American government and what they're saying. And right now, nobody trusts this administration. And, you know, I, I pity um, some of the people that are in our military right now who are like having you crisis is like, I know people in the military who, um, you know, they, they just say like, I just don't know what this administration is up to. And the patriotism is, is leaving from the military because of that. And we don't have a strong leader. And when you don't have a strong leader, you're looked down upon in the world. And that is not a good thing in times of recession. And it's not a good thing in times of conflict, especially when you're supporting a certain conflict. And I really do believe if we don't play our cards right, Ukraine could be drawn out for many more years to come if we're not careful in what we're doing. So with the whole Ukraine situation, I mean, it's, it's there. It's happening. I can't really give you guys details about it because it's it's so complicated and I have to peruse through so much. And honestly, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be able to give you a straight answer. And I'm just going to be honest with you about that. Like there, there's only so much that you can do in politics sometimes to actually decipher and understand everything. So, but we do, we do have some good news. I mean, we, we've got Roe versus Wade being overturned. We have a second amendment case that we won. We have Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to prison and we have the my choice for governor won Illinois, and I'm on vacation, so I'm having a pretty good time over here. Um, we do have Justice Breyer is retiring soon, and Biden is probably going to replace him with um, some other kind of liberal justice. So that that may happen, but again, it's a liberal justice replacing a liberal justice. So it's it's not really a big deal to me. I mean, what I care about is whether or not a conservative justice gets replaced by a liberal justice or a liberal justice by a conservative justice. That's that's when you see the scales tip. And you know what? Donald Trump does deserve a lot of credit for what happened. I mean, for all the people who were never Trumpers and saying that you can't, as a Christian, vote for somebody like Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump just gave Christian conservatives the biggest win that they've had Probably in the history of American politics, to be honest. I don't think that's an understatement. And we should be happy and grateful for it. So, yes, 
there is such thing as voting. What what I'm trying to say here is so many times people try to play politics with the Christian community to get them to not vote. And I've said this before about other religions. Do you ever see any other religions say, well, you're a Hindu. You can't vote as a Hindu. That's like, you can't do that. Like, do you ever see people who support Ayanna Presley or uh, or Rashida Tlaib or Ilhan Omar say, well, you can't be in politics. You're a Muslim. You're a Muslim. And you never see that. You, you, you never see that happen. Why? Because it's a ridiculous rule. I really believe that the reason that they don't like the Christian conservatives in politics is because they're afraid that it goes against their interests. That's really what it is. That doesn't happen in other religions. It just doesn't. So the Christian conservatives helped Donald Trump get into office, and as a result, Donald Trump ended up setting up the bulwark for what happened. But honestly, beyond beyond Donald Trump, I really believed what happened was God. I mean, you had a Supreme Court justice that tragically died in office, but then you also had this the setup and the stage for certain Supreme Court justices getting on, like um, like you had Amy Coney Barrett and you had all these different things happening and you had them happen at the perfect time. I really do think that this was not because it's not just Donald Trump. I mean, it's also Mitch McConnell. It's also Amy Coney Barrett. It's also Kavanaugh. It's also Gorsuch. It's also all these people that came together to get this done. I really do think it was a God thing. And this is something that God wanted to happen. And I'm glad that he allowed it to happen because many of my friends thought they'd never see it. To get back into the abortion thing, you guys are going to be hearing some crazy things. You're going to be hearing things like ectopic pregnancies aren't going to be operated on because that would be an abortion. You're going to say things like, well, a woman can't properly have a miscarriage because that's an abortion. Oh, you can't have this because that's an abortion. Let me just tell you they're lying, that, that none of that is the case. None of that is the case. They're they're simply lying to you. Just like the woman who told me that a bartender is going to get arrested if she if he doesn't serve a woman who's nine months pregnant a drink. It's it's a lie. It's not true. And you guys are going to have to decipher things for yourself. But I would say for most of these people, they're not willing to have an honest debate with you. You might be able to find somebody who wants to have an honest conversation, and maybe you can persuade them, and maybe you can get into things. I mean, I'm very grateful that leading up to this decision, we were able to have two episodes basically covering the issue of abortion. So I'm still it's still pretty fresh in my mind. I had a debate, and then I also covered the aftermath of the debate, going over certain points that I thought worked in certain points that I thought were just ridiculous. But all in all, you guys are going to have to figure out which people are able to be persuaded and which people are not. But when you see people going hysterical and stuff, I, I would not I would not engage with hysterical people, but you can talk to other people. And I would remind you that it is good that you still be in the space. So still be in the space, still answer questions, because in the aftermath of a decision, the public outcry or the public um, opinion can sway whether or not it's going to be upheld. Now, I don't think that Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned anytime soon, but I think everybody needs to have an answer to be able to answer the questions that we struggle with. And and again, you, you guys can get into things like... Um, you mean this current case being overturned? What was that? You said Roe versus Wade being overturned. Yes. That's our Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
He corrected me. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. So Roe versus Wade being reinstated is not going to happen anytime soon. Well, that's what I meant. The overturning being overturned is what I meant. You guys know what I meant. I'm on vacation. Give me a break. But you guys are going to have to know how to answer the arguments because you need to keep this like the subject is not going to go away. It's going to get stronger and stronger. And they're going to harp on this until November because they think for some reason that January 6th and November are going to win them the election. And it's not. I mean, Ray Epps and that whole scenario. By the way, if you guys have not seen the Ted Cruz um, drilling uh, or grilling of the FBI where he was talking to an FBI woman who represented the agency, asking her who Ray Epps was and if he was a Fed. And every every single time she answers, not I don't know, not no, not yes, she answers, I can't answer that question. It's a little bit of a tip-off right there. I mean, like, honestly, the January 6th things are going on right now. I'm hesitant to even cover it, but I probably will because I do have some information. Even my uh, producer uh, gave me one clip that I'll probably use later in another episode, but... I mean, most people do not care about the whole January 6th thing. If you're a liberal, you're probably you're probably caring more about, you know, the, the Roe versus Wade subject and other things. But even if you are a liberal, you're probably experiencing the same pain everybody else is feeling about feeding your family and being able to relax and working so hard and having inflation suck away the power of your dollar. And like I said, inflation makes you work harder to pay more with money that buys you less. That's what inflation will do to you. It's going to continue to do that to you. And I, I wish that it didn't, but that's that's the current state of our politics. That's what's going to happen to us. And we're all just going to have to bind together close to each other in this recession. We're going to have to form some strong ties, support each other during it. And we're going to have to just pray that this administration does not get a second term and does not reinstate the same people who are causing our problems. And that's something that you guys are going to have to be able to do. You're going to have to go out and influence your neighbors and everybody else. But for right now, I want you to just enjoy the win. I want you to just take it in, breathe a sigh of relief, something that you've been fighting for maybe your whole life, maybe a decade, maybe five years, maybe you're very young and you were very passionate about this. And God allowed it to be overturned. He allowed Roe versus Wade to be overturned and he allowed it to happen for a reason. So I want you guys to enjoy the fact that it was overturned. I want you to go out. I want you to celebrate. I want you to spend time with your family. I want you to take in the win and make a list of the wins. Make, make a list of all the things that are wins. I, we had a sermon recently where pastor was basically saying, in the times of darkness, I want you to remember all the good things that God has done for you. I want you to make a list. And I think we should make a list too. Not only of that, I think that's solid advice, but I also think that we should make a list of good wins that we've had because you don't want to get into a despair mindset. And the Republican Party does that too much. The conservatives do that too much. Focus on the fact that we are, we are winning. We have won several major cases we've been trying to get overturned for decades. And we deserve to enjoy it. Anyway, we're going to close now. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for letting me rant and 
thank you for letting me be your host. And even on vacation, I, I do really love and enjoy doing this. And I want to thank you for any of your support. If you want to support the show, please give us a five-star review. Please tune in for the next episode or get caught up. You know, maybe you were taking vacation too. Nothing wrong with that. I certainly recommend it. So thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, stay connected. Corn Pop was a bad dude. The Conservative Connection. Come on, man. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.